Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Catapult Your Business, where we help catapult your business one question at a time. My name is Casey Clark. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cultivate Advisors, and we have got a great question to dive into today. We're going to talk about how do you prioritize and build sustainable SOPs that help you scale in your business? Everybody talks about these standard operating procedures and how important they are and why you should document things. But we're actually going to dig in and figure out what makes that work for businesses and what doesn't make that work. And so to help us as we dive in, I've got the super talented Chris. Chris has been an advisor with us for the last two years, was actually even a client with us before being an advisor. And now, you know, he is just doing a remarkable job helping these business owners that he gets to serve grow and scale. And one of the ways is really diving into these SOPs and his past life. He owned a very successful real estate company and actually has trained up over 350 salespeople. So he might know something about scale. He might know something about putting some systems in that help onboard talent and help get the business to scale at a different level. So Chris, welcome to the call. Thanks. And Casey, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, Chris, I've got to ask the first question out of the gates. You are the first, first or second, right? You've got to be a, a small number in our group now that you started as a client. And then you became an advisor. What led you to that? I've never actually had a chance to talk to you about that one-on-one. Yeah, actually, I mean, truthfully, it's because oh, what I tell everybody is, you know, once I exited, I had no idea what I really wanted to do coming out of this. But talking to my advisor, Morgan, and kind of rehashing all of my thoughts on what Cultivate was building, what really drew me into the role was just like the mission-oriented nature of Cultivate and like that it's supporting small business owners from like a you know, making the world better sort of perspective. It's not a financial thing. It's not an economic thing. It's truly a mission-driven organization. And that makes the sort of work we do just feel that much more important and impactful. And it's something I've always been passionate about, even working with Cultivate as a client and so much better now working here as an advisor. So it's been great. Well, that's awesome. We're obviously very lucky and happy to have you. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And I know I speak on behalf of your clients for, thank you for partnering with them to help them create the scale that they desire. So but you brought this question, Chris. Thanks for bringing us to the table. These, these SOPs, like why do SOPs matter, Chris? Like, you know, we work with companies all the time. And we obviously understand it, but let's break this down for everybody listening in. Why do you think SOPs matter? Yeah. You know, for me and my perspective, especially as a small business owner and now working in this role, I think SOPs do a lot of great things for business owners beyond just you know, having a document somewhere that they can reference when they need to remind someone how to do something. It's a thought process. It's a deliberate effort to understand how the business operates from a very tactical perspective. What do we do in what order? What steps? You know, so even the end product aside, the process of going through and documenting SOPs is what really orients, I think, a lot of business owners around the idea that a business is just a series of people doing a lot of activity in the same direction. And we need to think through how that works and how those operate. And, you know, that is what allows us to identify how does business scale? How does a business grow? What do we have to do more of in order to be more successful? I couldn't agree more. And I love how simple that definition was. <laughs> just a business is just a lot of people doing a lot of things <laughs> in a similar direction. Definitely stealing that. For me, Chris, I think a lot about SOPs is that most people start to think about it or hear the term when they think of exiting their business, actually, right? If you were to go through mm -hmm. a due diligence process, often the company or whoever's going to purchase the company is going to go, let me see all your SOPs. You might even get a higher multiple for the exit of the business because of it. 
And it, that always struck me as like people then all of a sudden have to go document everything because it's the only way to transfer to the new owner. And I always just try right. to explain to our clients when we meet with them, I'm going, hey, do you realize if you just built all the SOPs now for yourself, your phone would probably stop ringing, right? Like you would have a place <laughs> where people could go back and understand what the expectation is or what the process is. And everybody yeah. could, you know, be headed to the North Star a little faster, Right. Then you continue. You see this right all the time with your clients. You have to. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, every time we sit down and ask a client to say, okay, well, walk me through exactly how this works. We're sitting there creating an SOP as I'm getting walked through how part of this business operates, taking notes, taking notes. And hey, by the end of this little conversation we've had about how you do what you do, great. We've got the beginnings of an SOP, the beginnings of that documentation. And, you know, it touches all of these different areas of the business. It's hiring and onboarding. It's right. identifying performance for your existing team and what they need to do in order to contribute to the success of the organization. If you ever need to outsource, hire a contractor, or, you know, if there's an area of your business operations that you don't feel particularly strong in, if it's accounting or marketing or whatever it is, even by creating that documentation, now you know what you're going out and looking for. So this whole thing, I mean, the valuation is important, but... SOPs touch every part of how a business operates and allow you to pull levers and manipulate business operations in such a way that you can get what you want so much faster. And yeah, I think I think that's why it's so critical that people spend the time to focus on this. Well, and it's it's hard, right? When you're in the business, right? We talk and cultivate a lot about are you working on the business or are you working in it? So many people are in the business. And so to get them to pull out and take the space to work on. We're lucky, right? In our world, Chris, every day, we just take owners, pluck them out and say, no, for these couple hours today, we're working on it, not in it. I don't want to hear it. We're not, I don't care what's going on over there right now. <laughs> we're going to work on the future. We're going to work on the scalability of this business. So it's a little easier for us. We've both been there, right? We both own business in the past. When you're in it, it is hard to pull yourself out. And so I think people oh, get in this philosophy is like, well, I've got it in my head, you know, and they just don't understand that that's the difference maker. And so people are like, why would I write this out? I already know it. My team already knows it. It's like, you think they know it. <laughs> right. You know, that's what I find. It's like, you think they know it, but I bet if you actually had the space to go watch them, you'd be like, wait, wait, this isn't the level that we operate at, or this isn't how we do that. I don't know. Right. I, I'm sure you've seen that as well, but that's just something that really comes to mind for me. Oh yeah. You know, you look at some of the most successful organizations in the world and what they are obsessed with it's finding the best ways of doing things and then sharing that across the organization. And yeah. it's that documentation, identification, sharing piece that is this whole SOP craze that we are focusing on. So, yeah, no, I, I think you can't shy away from it. You can't. Well, my last comment on this, and then let's move about how do you actually start to do this, right? Because I think a lot of people need a lot of help on that is, you know, the hot topic right now is tech enablement. Like everybody's like, how do I create tech enablement? How do I create these guardrails that don't allow human nature to break things anymore, right? That allows me to drive the scale. And that's really sexy and exciting and, you know, things that I think people are, are thriving for. What I find, not humorous, that's not a fair way to say it, but what I find troublesome is that I find these business owners that I work with, and probably you've seen as well in the marketplace, they're so quick to bring tech in. They're so quick to bring, mm -hmm. you know, something in to create that guardrail. And they don't understand that if they just actually documented the process first, you could actually identify where are the guardrails and not the guardrails that are needed. So you can actually, right. you know, value the, the ROI of putting something in because it's expensive. And I always tell business owners, don't get so excited about bringing in a lot of tech. Don't get so excited about trying to behave like the bigger businesses because you are going to change five more times 
before you get to that size. And what you're building is guardrails is going to be irrelevant right. at that point. And so it's like, if you haven't sat down to build out this SOP and you don't know what the SOPs you need, start there before you just start trying to solve optimization. You just start trying to solve different ways to create efficiencies within the business. Right. Because that's just a never ending spin. That's yeah. never going to go away. Yeah. 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 I so say it's, you know, this sort of tech solutions, I always describe them to clients as force multipliers, right? Like yeah. this piece of software or this digital solution or this piece of technology, this will 2X, 3X, 4X, whatever you're doing. But if you're starting at a zero or a one, that's not really helping you. Let's get you to that two, that three, that four. Then we can go find those multipliers. Yeah, then we'll multiply. Right now we need to do addition, Mm -hmm. right? Business business owner math. (laughs) We're going to start with addition and then we'll move to multiplication. Exactly. Which I think is super valuable. Are you getting the advice you need for your business from this episode? Do you want to get more than just one question answered and have it customized to you and your business? Well, Cultivate Advisors works one-on-one with thousands of business owners every day. Let them help you scale your business today. Don't just listen to this episode. Take action and go to CultivateAdvisors.com to see which advisor you get matched with and receive a free two-hour business assessment on how you could scale your business to the next level. Act now at CultivateAdvisors.com. Well, I think we've slowed it down enough and hopefully everybody listening in goes, okay, I can be a better leader. I can set my team up for success. Instead of just giving the future owner all the tools of how the processes work, why don't I take advantage of how that feels to run that business and have a place to point everyone to? So as you said, we can be a business that has a lot of great people that are doing a lot of great things all in direction of the same thing. But how do we get started? I know what I see a lot with business owners, and I don't know if you felt this before, Chris, but when I sit down, a lot of times people are just overwhelmed by the idea of just how to get started. Have you ever seen that with the owners you work with? Oh, yeah. It's paralysis by analysis. There's so many places that they could start that they don't start anywhere. Yeah, because as you shared earlier, right, SOPs are through everything from onboarding to every, you know, aspect of the business, every department, you know, just how you behave, company, I mean, it just, it goes on and on and on and on. It goes on and on. (laughs) When you work with your companies on this and the CEOs that you have the privilege to support, how do you get into it? Like, do you have a process you can explain or a way that you kind of kickstart this with people? Yeah. You know, I start with two data points that we need. What are you spending inordinate amount of time on? And what are you doing over and over and over again? So you go to the owner's time. The owner's time or, you know, wherever that sort of backlog of repetitive activity is in the team. What are we doing a lot of? And what is the outcome that you're looking for? from that process that you're doing. I think we have to have those two things. What is the output of whatever work you're putting into the system, whatever the process, and how much time is doing that over and over doing? Because in my mind, at least, when I come in at these things, my thought is, let's figure out exactly what the step-by-step is. Because at the end of the documentation of this SOP, my mind goes directly to delegation. Now that we know how we do this, how do we get this off of that owner's plate? And who's yeah. able to take it over and just run through the same checklist that the owner was running through. I mean, I throw it to you. How many times have you run into an owner where they think they're the only one that can do whatever it is that the business oh, has yeah. done? You they know, that's a very common myself. concern. Right. Yeah, exactly. They spend most of their time trying to find a photocopy of themselves. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Business Owner, I'm sorry, but you're in an industry where there's thousands and thousands of owners that have scaled to hundreds of employees. So right. uh, <laughs> actually, I think you can. <laughs> Technically, yeah, right. somebody else can figure it out. So, yeah. So it has happened. But you know what? You know what really this brings up for me, though, Chris, is that and I've seen this before, is that I think when people get started, they get in their heads of like the purpose of SOP creation is to create an SOP for everything. And so I think right. a lot of people start by listening, like, what are all the SOPs I need to work through? 
and they build like mm-hmm. that table. That's what I see people do. They build a table of contents and then they're like, this is going to take me years, <laughs> you know? And then they almost like practically give up on right. it. You're right. Cause right. they get so overwhelmed. That's something I keep seeing in the marketplace versus what you just said is, is genius because what you're saying is, what are you doing? Like, just take a look at your time. Where mm-hmm. do you spend the most amount of time that if you didn't spend there, you could reallocate to driving more revenue or you could reallocate to finding better talent or whatever you want to reallocate your priorities to pick those mm-hmm. three to five and go build them, right? Yeah. Go build them, get them documented. And let's figure out how to implement and how to retrain and have them in a place where people can pull them up and utilize them effectively. We'll get to that in a moment. But I think that that is so important that everybody listens to is like, do not turn into this like SOP junkie where it's like the purpose of SOPs is just to document everything. Cause you know what you'll end up with? You'll end up with like 40 folders of a hundred documents. No one will know where anything is. And guess what? No one will use it. It'll be the most ineffective use of your time. And I think that's where people get trapped Mm -hmm. when they think about SOPs. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you're completely right. People, I think a lot of business owners can get into this habit of thinking that because they're making something, they're being productive. But in reality, we have to do all these activities with a goal in mind. What are we trying to get out the door here while we're trying to get more time back so that we can invest that time, like you said, in something more lucrative or something more rewarding? Heck, even if it's something they want to have some more time with their family, what a great way to prioritize where we're going to allocate your limited resources. Let's get some SOPs out the door and then let's get you that time that you want back rather than productivity as this trap. Of just like yes. having to document and document and document. So, yeah, no, I think you're totally right. It'll help yeah. me eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, there's always the fun quotes out there, right? About like being busy for the purpose of being busy is not success, right? right? It's, it comes down to the work that you do should be generating results, not mm-hmm. just working to say, I'm busy, I'm successful. That's no longer the case. That might have been the case, you know, pre internet. I don't know, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's just not the reality these days. So, you know, one of the things that I get asked a lot about SOPs is so, Let's say we've gotten past this overwhelm and we've identified these, you know, first three to five. You asked this really important question. You said, well, what is the outcome we want to get out of it? And what I find is that a lot of times that outcome becomes, I want to skill my people up more or I want to get them, you know, to a different level that doesn't require my involvement. A lot of times it does fall back to owner dependency mm-hmm. or some type of leader's dependency that, you know, we need to give, free them up. And so when we approach that, how do you like, after you've identified what the SOP is, what's the best way to start to write that SOP so it's actually done in a way where you can use it for that purpose, right? Because I find a lot of people get that wrong. Yeah, yeah. I say there's many different ways to make an SOP as there are tasks that need to be done, right? There's the way you document software is different from the way you would document moving objects from one bin to another, right? right? But I think at a high level, creating an SOP you know, you start with whatever your inputs are and whatever your desired outputs are. And then you have to write yep. out that checklist of what has to happen between the two right. points. I got my inputs. I got my desired outputs. What needs to happen to get from one to the other? You might discover you got some other SOPs you got to make, <laughs> some internal, right. some sub SOPs to get through there. Yeah. But I think high level, everything you do, it has to start at that point. It gets you organized, yeah. gets you thinking properly about why you're sitting down and documenting this. It gets you some understanding of the value of what you're doing here. Makes you realize maybe where there are some gaps in your understanding of how something works. But I think no matter what kind of process you're trying to document, that's where you have to start. Got it. No, I love that. I think another thing that comes to mind for me that I've seen in addition to that is I'm the same way. I'm always like, let's, let's get the inputs. Let's get the outputs in place. Now we have all the information on a sheet. And the next step I usually add is, and now go ask for the same thing 
from those that are involved that mm-hmm. are, would be involved doing this type of task. Bring that collaboration so you actually know what their inputs and outputs are. And that will actually tell you, are people doing things differently? Are people approaching them differently? And then that actually usually allows you to see the gap to go, now, what am I building this SOP in pursuit of? I'm trying to solve, this is my level of understanding. This is my team's level of understanding. <laughs> well, and sometimes it's flipped, right? I've, I've, yeah. been, I've been humbled. Like I've gone out and been like, hey, <laughs> can you walk me through how this works? And, and I'm like, whoa, that is way easier than how we used to do it. I didn't realize that we've evolved, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow, okay, this is outdated, right? So I think people have to realize that it's not always just about your brain. It's actually go ask and find out how other people would prefer to do it so you have their buy-in or how they are doing it. So you can pull that in to find the most simple way to standardize because that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about standardization so you can create scale and replicate over and over and over again. That's especially challenging in a service company or you know, a very high intense human capital type company where we see this. So I don't know, does yeah. that, does that resonate for you, Chris, or do you have any other? Well, yeah, I mean, that, gosh, that reminds me, you know, with my business creating some SOPs around some of the basic processes our administrative team did. Speaking of humble pie, when I was going out to document some of these processes as part of a training manual, I couldn't believe how much more complicated it had all gotten <laughs> you know, in the time since I had yes. looked at our process and my, you know, my staff had to turn to me and say, Hey, that is not how you can do it anymore. <laughs> Times have changed. Yeah, we need like a four step process here. <laughs> Well, I think, I think that's important though, Chris. I think that's important, right? Like you start by dumping everything out, but your job is like, if you can't get most SOPs into a one pager, you're doing something in my mind horrifically wrong, right? Oh yeah. And a good tactic is like, sometimes people are like, well, I really want the entire email they're supposed to send, or I want like a full script of what they're supposed to say on a call, or it's like, great, create another document and list that and link it yeah. to the SOP. Like. <laughs> simplify the steps to not overwhelm so people can see it, use it, and clearly take action on it immediately, right? And I would say our more advanced businesses, they're using, you know, project management software then like Asana or Monday or other things like bring these processes to life so there truly is more of an accountability and checklist. Others, you know, may have an LMS, you know, or a learning management system for those that don't know what that is to help bring training to folks or some other type of portal that's helping hold all these together. Don't let them just go get lost one time looked at. You've got to put them in some type of central repository. I know we see that all the time where it's like, oh, I made those one time. I don't know where they went. They're in a Google Drive somewhere, but I forget the password. And yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 40 folders of 40 folders. And on the subject, you know, of producing these things and how you actually get started and keep the ball rolling, I'll say, yeah, I hate to keep coming back to training, but every time you have to train on a process, I tell my clients all the time, teach them based on the documented SOP and then assign that new hire the task of updating it, updating the document with whatever new things are out there and have been learned or new, or if the software has changed or the layouts are different or whatever, go in and encourage them to take ownership over that process and make changes to the standard documented, you know, whatever our standard documentation is, helps retention in learning. We all know that if you get to go apply that stuff, it helps with learning and gives them ownership over the process and keeps all of your records up to date. You don't have to do any work. You've delegated it. (laughs) That's the best part is again, back to the common route that I see is people come in and think that building SOPs is for the purpose of documenting. So I might be able to sell the company Mm -hmm. or just for the surfers, like we should document everything. (laughs) And it's like, no, take your pain points, take what's holding you back. And as those approach you, keep slowly building SOPs. And before you know it, you will look up and have a spreadsheet of the 100 SOPs you've generated. Mm-hmm. 
And you'll have an owner assigned to each of them who owns that SOP and it's their job to make sure that that stays up to date at all times. <laughs> and that is a sustainable way to create an SOP structure within a business that creates scale. Just documenting the document is not what we're talking about, everybody. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not helpful, actually. You know, I, there's some softwares out there that are like all about SOPs. I'm not going to name any, but I'm just like, sometimes I just want to shake it. I'm like, stop advertising to business owners because... It's like, get all your stuff documented here. It's like, no, that's the worst advice you can give. Thank you for building a great platform to keep it there. But it's like, you know, instead you need to actually slow down and go, it's actually the harder part to figure out what do I need to prioritize? Mm -hmm. Which SOPs and how's that going to get me the biggest lift by creating right. this? And what am I going to get as an output for creating this and how I hold accountability to that? I'd rather you go build five awesome SOPs this year than document your whole business. Yeah. Right. Oh, every yeah. time. Absolutely. Right. You're going to get a way bigger lift, way bigger. Anyway. <laughs> and then go invest that time in something even better. Right. And then that'll create another need for an SOP when you're ready to get it <laughs> off your plate. Exactly right. Yep. I've got to ask this question. I know a lot of people probably want to know, Chris, you're obviously, you know, really in deep with a lot of these successful scaling companies we have the opportunity to work with, you know, so when you look at SOPs and you think about, you know, what are maybe like your top three or top four that you think of, you're like, Every business should really make sure these three or four are in place. You know, let's say you're a million to $10 million business. It's like, you've got to have these three or four in place and rolling. Which ones come to mind for you? And I'll double down and share a couple as well. Yeah. The first one I always look at is what is your client or customer onboarding experience? Mm. Once they've decided to be a customer or client of yours, what does the relationship, what are the steps of their relationship look like? from that moment until you're in the rhythm of working together. And I think it's true, everything from professional services, law firms, accounting firms, that sort of thing, all the way down to a retail. Someone comes up to the register yeah, and they're ready to buy or e-commerce or anything like that. Or emails they get, right. like all of that, right? You've invested all this money into your brand and your image and your logos and your product and your service quality and your systems and all that stuff. And now so many businesses drop the ball at that moment because it's not yes. clearly defined what they want to get out of that initial engagement. So I think if you're just sitting here wondering where to get started, think about how it is people start working with you and what does that process look like? Thanks for tuning in to Catapult Your Business, where Cultivated Advisors is helping you catapult your business one question at a time. Are you running your business or is your business running you? At Cultivated Advisors, they'll match you with an expert advisor and do a free two-hour deep dive for your business. This will give you the clarity you need on how to get your business to the next level. Cultivate has worked with thousands of businesses. What do you have to lose? So head over to CultivateAdvisors.com and sign up for your free two-hour session. Well, I'll double down. The one I was going to choose is your employee onboarding process, right? It's like, how do you yeah, bring it to your brand? Same thing. It's like, and if you think about it, right, what makes business tough, I love, like, you have no idea how much I just bolted onto your line at the beginning of this podcast. You know, business is just a lot of people doing a lot of different actions, all in pursuit of the same direction or however you said it. Right. You said it way more <laughs> elegantly than I just did. But if you think about it, that's where things break, right? Let's be real. Human capital creates breakage when you scale an organization. That is real, right? And there's a reason why so few of companies actually get over these different kind of places where it requires more leadership, more structure, more SOPs in order to get past far enough past themselves to be sustainable at growth, right? Yep. And so what I just keep thinking about is it's the SOPs that are around bringing people into your business. If it be a client, if it be an employee, the more you work through that and have that really buttoned down, 
the faster this engine can go. Because it's not only just them being welcomed, it's actually them being welcomed, great brand experience, and knowing what to do as a client or as an employee to get the most out of whatever widget product or service you've created. So yeah, I think if, absolutely. if you're coming today and you're like, I need to go get started on this, pick those two. There's probably some pain points there. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, in the best interest of what Chris shared, like take a look at your calendar and go, what in the world am I spending my time on? And whatever is the biggest amount of time, start there. Figure out how to get that off your plate by creating an SOP. And it, I mean, I think if Chris, if we just leave them with those three things, those are the best okay. three SOPs to get started with. A great thing to wrap up in the first half of the year. Company to be in so much yeah. better spot. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Chris, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on and taking some time out of your day away from some of the businesses you work with to you know, instill some knowledge and, and bring a lot of confidence to people of how do you approach SOPs and, and why are they so important? Thank you so much. You're obviously a rock star with us. Thank you. People are listening in and like, hey, I, I like Chris. I want to talk to Chris. You know, Feel free to find him on our website at cultivatedadvisors.com. Or if you do submit you know, a web form to learn more about us and maybe take advantage of a free advising session with us, you can always just ask for Chris when you fill out that form. Don't be afraid to do that. So Chris, thank you. We love having you on the team. You've done great. I want to give you just a well, moment. Thanks. Do you have any parting words or any pieces of final advice you want to share with those listening in today? The only thing I would say is I listen to a lot of podcasts and think the ideas are great and I don't want anyone to listen to this and then not go do something. So my advice would be just go get started. Brush the rust off. Buckle down today, right. start sketching out what you want to tackle, look at your calendar, figure out your priorities and just get started now. Worst case, just right now, go schedule something in your calendar for next week, grab an hour yep. and commit to getting started. Take action. Yep. And that'll, that'll make what you just listened to worth it. I love it, Chris. Thanks so much again. And to everybody, keep you. on with your entrepreneurial journey. We're super glad to help support you as we help catapult your business one question at a time. We'll see you next week.